Blog Talk Radio. A podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. Hello. 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 Yes. I feel Julia Child. <laughs> Well, it's Friday, and we're about to talk about witchcraft again. No kidding. It's just one of those things. You can't get rid of this, right? <laughs> nope. Uh, <laughs> nope. Nope. Well, I think I want to make a statement here, and I'm going to, I'm going to sh- and, you know, I think that because we have been on the air now almost, what, we've been there two years, right? Three. three oh, my gosh, three. Um it has been brought to our attention, and we are going to upgrade our sound system because we feel yeah. that now that we've made it past our, you know, three-year-old mark and we kind of know what we're doing on other things, that we are now going to get a better sound system so that yeah. those that have dropped off can come back or those that are here can hear better. Hear better, yeah. And we have yeah. a – We're on. this is our 96th episode Wow. So hopefully, hopefully by our hundredth episode, we're all sorted. <laughs> yes, that is our goal for our hundredth anniversary. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, we, I mean, we were still talking about it when we were cut off for the the intro, and I really was jacked about it because I think both of us have struggled with some of the what's been going on. Um, and actually, I have to tell you, I was a guest on the, the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork show, and they had horrible, horrible problems with their sound and on mm. landlines and portables and all kinds of stuff. So it may also be something to do with the way Blog Talk's um, setup is for, you know, if it's more than one person's show having a problem. Right. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that was what I wanted to share, which I we didn't have time to share, but there you are. Yeah, uh, nice. Yes. So, obviously, 
what was our weeks like? What was our week? I, weeks. I feel like it's weeks. What was our week like? What was your week, week like? Well, let's see. Well, um, it's a it's a it's been a good week, Elvira. Um, I had a a candle magic class last night at the shop, and it was a lot of fun. It's one of my favorite little workshops. It's you know just a couple hours, and um, I talk about um, you know candle magic, which is actually one of the shows we have coming up on our show. Ah. But, uh, but I tell you know a little bit of of history and why candles are magical and shit. And then we do um, we dress and bless glass encased candles, and it's it's just a lot of fun and it's you know fun and easy and quick. And uh, I'm getting ready to go to a trade show this weekend, so I'm kind of it's been busy, busy, and uh, in the rush to to go out of town. So um, I feel. Um, I feel busy, but I feel like it's a manageable amount of busy. <laughs> Unlike a couple of weeks ago where it felt like an un- unmanageable amount of busy. But, yeah, mostly good. Getting ready to have a little road trip. Yeah. Wow. How are you well, doing, Elvira? Well, it's been a really, really busy week. From last Friday through now, I have had literally – I have worked every day in the profession of either a reader or, as I found out, as a guest speaker on the uh, Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work show on Mm -hmm. Sunday. So I've been feeling like there is no space for me. It's like I'm I'm out, I'm doing, I'm going, I'm, you know, whatever you do. And even the Thursday that I normally have off, I was busy – doing errands, and then I have been religiously taking my Christmas stuff down. I have gotten everything from the outside down and packed as I did from the inside. And the last thing is my tree and all of its decorations. So I still feel it's kind of like, okay, we're dragging this out to the last day of what? Uh, January. (laughs) But um, I am looking forward to this Sunday where I will be doing nothing but hanging with my family, that'll be nice. I mean, really nice. And um, obviously, you know, had some really interesting uh, clients and and talks with people. So it's been active and uh, I think uh, ready for, you know, this show and and being that. So I'm really excited. So there you are. Amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yes. So, obviously, our topic for today is Bridget. Yes, that's right. And what's funny is I could have sworn we'd done an episode about the goddess Bridget before. In fact, right. we talked about we talked about the Kaliak a couple weeks ago, and uh-huh. I mentioned on that show. Well, we've had we've done an episode about Bridget. If you want to hear about you know Kaliak's. Um, vice versa energy and then I went uh-huh. through our episodes and we did not have the Bridget episode <laughs> so it's just yeah, cracking well, me up like I'm having deja vu yeah well and we but we've talked a lot about her as part of different things both um, the trinity you know the concept of um, I think Persephone and Demeter and there were, there were different times I know we have mentioned her so it may feel very familiar. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And next yeah. week we'll be 
airing our Imbolc episode, which we talk a lot about the goddess Bridget and how she's related to Imbolc. So you're going to get a lot of Bridget from us in the next few yeah. weeks. But she's yeah. amazing, and there's it's, it's worth hearing a lot about Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> and it isn't because you're also partial to her, is it? <laughs> well, a little, maybe. A little, a little. <laughs> yeah, well, it's... it's um. It's interesting. I, you know, it because I know she's your patron, one of your patron goddesses right. and, and deities you work with. Uh, I was like, well, she's going to have, and she's probably done it in her goddess, you know, you know, yeah. workshop thing, thing, anything classes. So I'm like, well, I know that I'll add to it occasionally because you're going to have a lot more of that background, but. You never know. I might shock you with something you didn't know, which would be nice. Oh, no doubt you will. So, yeah. but, um, and then, um, I, you know, as far as I am looking at, you know, we've got um, a couple of shows after that. We'll talk at the end of this show what the next few shows are like so we get people yeah. up to speed. But why don't we just jump into Bridget? Yeah, okay. Uh, well, Bridget is, modern witches and pagans refer to her as a Celtic, Celtic goddess, uh, but she, I feel like it's a little bit more complicated, maybe is the right word. Um, she's uh, she's Britain, she's Brythonic, she's, um, there's another word that my brain is not going to attack, grab right now, but it'll come to me in a minute. And she's Irish. Uh, she's all over the place. And I think the most interesting thing, well, there's many interesting things, but one of the interesting things about Bridget is um, when, when Christianity got to Ireland, because, you know, the, U, the, the UK and those other Celtic lands were Christianized uh-huh. before Ireland. Right. And so that's why many people think of her as an Irish goddess, because she was... Um, in Ireland and worshipped in Ireland longer than some of these other lands that had been Christianized. And then uh, up until 450 AD, she was still a goddess. And then supposedly that's when St. Bridget was born. But the basic story there is she was so beloved as a goddess. She was so worshipped and revered and so connected to the land. You couldn't actually take Bridget out of the land. She is part of the land that the church the, the church decided to make her a saint. So Saint Bridget is still a very big deal in Catholic Ireland. Um, and there's all these different stories about the miracles that Saint Bridget did. And some of them overlap stories related to the goddess Bridget, although a lot of, of the goddess Bridget stories have been lost. Uh, but it's pretty interesting. You know, she's one of those stories of a goddess who couldn't be set aside. And so the church right. had to, to shift their gears instead of forcing the people to shift, you know. Yes, and it seems very poignant because all in all, there are a few throughout, you know, the different Western European uh, pantheons. There are certain ones that just aren't going to be uh, eradicated and uh, right. moved into subservience. So, I mean, St. Bridget definitely is one of those when I started reading. I'm like, oh, my, she didn't let anything go past, you know, her in terms of giving up her power. <laughs> in terms. Right. So, yeah. And right. uh, 
So yeah. as far as, you know, uh, I know she's part of a trinity, so, you know, right. you've got that. So why don't you yeah, throw that yeah, one she's out? A- She's a triple goddess, but it's not the, like, when, sometimes when people hear the word triple goddess, you might think, oh, the maiden mother crone, and that's not this. Uh, And there is also many places in Irish myth and lore where there's a a triple face goddess or three sisters or um, three different faces of similar energy or entity. And what is important to know is what we believe anyway. We have to take it all with a grain of salt because we don't actually know how they were practicing before the written word, um, okay. before they started to write down all the stories. But the, the Celtic system is a threefold system. Often in, in modern paganism, we work with the elements as a fourfold of earth, air, fire, and water. In the Celtic system, it's a threefold. It's land, sea, and sky. And so you see this triplicate nature. Um, many of the Irish, um, I can't remember what they're called, but like the, the, the truth, nature, beauty. Right. You know, there's these, there's, there's always rhymes and triplicates, or stories and triplicates, or uh, goddesses and triplicates. And, and so this is a, a pattern that repeats itself. But she's connected to the land, the sea, and the sky in her three faces. Uh-huh. Um, and often. Often people think of Bridget the blacksmith as being a fire goddess, and yes, that is true, but that's actually her connection to land. Being about a blacksmith is about uh, your connection to land. You're transforming iron. You're shaping mm-hmm. iron. You're shaping something of the land. Um, right. And Bridget of the sea is the midwife, the healer, connected to water, obviously. And Bridget of the sky is the poet, the one who's gifted with words. Uh, and those three forces um, are the makeup of, of the landscape, which, again, you see her connected to the landscape over and over again. Uh, Bridget, Bridie, Breed, Brigantia, Brigida, like her, there's many versions of her name. And often it's like the creek or the hill or the, the riverbed or the landscape or the tree or the forest have those names. She is the land. You can't separate her from that. So, um, you know, she's a, she's a big goddess who kind of gets distilled down to these three faces, who gets distilled down to this one saint. Well, I think it's also because you look at what, I mean, the indigenous people of the isle mm-hmm. do the energies of the land, the sky, and, you know, the water. They knew those energies. And they are big energies. And um, right. when you're trying to deal with what the Christian religion did, was it put it down into um, smaller increments and more manageable? And then, of course, because it was female and not male, and because of all the the different things, they were um, they were mini- they were minimizing everything. But they couldn't because it was literally cellular to the land. They couldn't take it completely away, and, I mean, they even, the the Irish even were very adamant that she be equated to Mary, mother of Jesus. I mean, they weren't going to let her go any farther below than that, and I was like, amen for that one, you know, so, big, she's big, definitely. Mm -hmm, Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and... 
um, we, you know, we had the show about the, the Kaliak a couple of weeks ago, and, and she holds, you know, we have this, this, like I said, we have this landscape. She is the land. And then we have this triplicate nature. And then we have this single, singular saint. But she also holds the duality. In, in Scotland and Ireland, you find these stories where she shares the year with the Kaliak, where she's the growing months, the warmer months, the summer the spring and the Kaliak is the winter and that they exchange a cloak or they exchange some sort of energetic bond when we transition from the winter into the summer and that it was a twofold season. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, there's the, the dark half and the light half. Um, and some of that is contested. All, you know, everything we talk about is contested. We don't, we don't know how any of this actually worked. All of it is on uh, assumption and what seems cool or what might be based on what the monks wrote down. So take it out with a grain of salt, but um, it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're coming upon her big day where there would have been a switch from the Kaliak to Bridget, um, mm-hmm. her, her reign of power, so to speak with Imbolc, which is next week, um, right. the first or the second of February, depending on your, um, your tradition. Which mm-hmm. is also right around Groundhog's Day, and that's not by mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they try to get it to a little, a little head, a little groundhog, and male, a male groundhog, yeah. not even a female groundhog. I mean, that's rude. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I, I when I read that, I mean, I hadn't really thought about it because I was so immersed in, you know, all the goddessy stuff, and then some. One of my resources pointed that out and all I could think of was that wait a minute wait a minute first we're going with a little animal so she's gone from a big goddess to a little animal which is not you know a problem really but then they made yeah. a male it's like excuse me <laughs> that kind of thing so um, yeah yeah <laughs> but um, and I know that you know they've called her the the three blessed ladies of Britain and the three mothers and you know, they, they definitely have an understanding of her three aspects. And, as again, we're talking what you, you laid down was it the, the, uh, the way that the heaven, which is, you know, the air and the earth and the, and the, the sea or the water are. So I was, you know, I was going, wow, that's pretty cool. You, you know, the triad in its own way has, again, not the age factor, because in actuality, the duality is the only thing they're seeing as an age factor. You either have the youth or the old age. You don't have anything mm-hmm. in between. Yeah. So, you know, maybe that's because they yeah. only lived to a certain level, and so youth kind of didn't have middle-aged or, you know, motherhood happened real early, and then you kind of went from motherhood to old age, so they didn't give you yeah. much uh, stuff yeah. any well, time we, did, we didn't live as long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but um, anything else that you know you want to like give forth? Because I know there's things about the um, the priestess in Kildare. I thought that was interesting. Oh yeah, go on, go on, say more. Go on. Well, you know, because that was the stronghold. That was like the the the, the center, the most sacred of her uh, shrines and and temples and. It was, you know, 19 priestesses that were part of representing the 19-year cycle of the Celtic Great Year. And so it was 
a 19 years, and the 20th year was when Bridget tended the fire because it was a it was again it was a sacred fire that never went out, and they had mm-hmm. these priestesses tend it, and they weren't you know like, very similar to Vesta and the Vestal Virgins, but they weren't virgins. They they consorted with men, and so it was. <laughs> more than just, you know, taking care of the fire or the hearth. And um, one of the things I found interesting, and now I'm trying to find my notes because, of course, you know, you take these notes and you keep going along and you're going, where the heck is <laughs> the last piece that you wanted to talk about? Um, because they wound up literally in the, let's see, I'm trying to think here, about 1000 B.C., one of the archbishops of Ireland put the fire out. He said, this is not okay, it's mm-hmm. pagan. Right, and right. And so it stayed out in that particular, because they, what they did is they had made the shrine into a church, so of course they had nuns and, you know, that kind of a thing. And in 1993, they relit the fire and yep. attended it. So yeah. that one impressed yeah. me. And it's actually you can um, you can become a Bridget fire tender anywhere in the world. There are groups that um, tend Bridget's flame, and you sign up for a shift for one shift every 19 days, like you said. And uh, depending on the organization, you either have them send you a candle that's been lit from the flame, or you know you meet with a another priestess who who tends the flame and they give you uh, a candle that's been lit from their flame because it's believed Mm -hmm. any candle that's been lit from the flame can then light other candles and spread that Bridget energy you know Um, and for for maybe a year maybe less than a year I was a flame keeper for the for Bridget's flame and it's it's quite a cool process you know you you kind of connect to something bigger than yourself and you're it's not just the goddess but it's part of a community of people who are holding that energy it's it's lovely and i have a i do have a candle that was lit in kildare i did not light it there myself it was gifted to me but it's Mm -hmm. one of my more precious altar items you know i have a, a permanent bridget altar in my house um and that's where it lives but it's um you know it's just a simple candle it's just a candle but it's you know, right. connected to Bridget it's, it's her candle and that's really it it, um, it all struck me and, and I again when you tell me that I'm like oh my god that's so great that's so great you know, that's, that's <laughs> the case. You know? so and uh, you know the uh, the fact that she has such a plethora I love that word plethora of um, things that she is, she, um, well, I don't want to say ruled over, but she is, it is part of her, what is sacred to her is, I mean, from poetry and art and crafts and smithcraft, mm-hmm. agriculture, bards, invention, you know, good harvest, childbirth, Jason. Um, yeah, traditions, pretty much everything. Sovereignty. I mean, it's just, I started, you know, compiling a list and I'm going, Oh my gosh, you know, it's like a long list. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. And one uh, of the older tales of Bridget from Ireland, and the the book is Ma Mabo T 
Tang. I don't know. I apologize. I hate when I have to pronounce Gaelic or Irish things because I know I'm just going to destroy the word. Um, but she's she was the first um, person to ever keen or moan or cry out after a death, which uh-huh. is you know it's a strange thing for this goddess to be associated with. But uh, you know, in Ireland there was the different invasions of of the land, and different deities came with those invasions. Uh, just like we see in virtually every other pantheon of gods everywhere on the planet, uh, but yeah. she was from she was from one of the groups, and her husband was from a different group, and they were married in order to bring peace to the tribes. Um, uh-huh. And then her son was born, and even though they were trying to be peaceful and work together, and they had you know married into each other's tribes to try and hold that peace. There was still distrust and issues, and her son was pitted against the other tribe and was asked to spy and was asked to bring back information, and then he was tasked with killing uh, Govanin, which is the Welsh pronunciation of the Irish god. Sorry, again, pronunciation I suck at. Um, and But they found out that this is what he was going to do, and the, the blacksmith killed him first. And when Bridget witnessed this happening and she cried out, she keened, she wailed. And if you're familiar with anything related to Ireland and death, it's still a practice to keen. And priestesses would be hired um, to keen and moan and wail at a funeral and to follow the procession of the dead body. And they were Mm -hmm. considered doing the work of Bridget. Uh, and I've always found it very interesting, like, why that? Why is that the one thing, like, the one story that's not related to Christianity is that one. It's very interesting. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, and it's funny because that was one of the things I was noting, and it was over her, you know, the lost beloved son. But here's the yeah. other one, whistling. They attribute that to her, creating whistling because she wanted to call to her friends and to the people, and so she whistled. Right. I mean, we know right. how and maybe that's a, maybe that's a sky correlation, right? The air, yeah. like you yeah. um, using air in a different way of communicating, and um, yeah, it's just you know. And I guess death is death, and the grieving process. Those that is all of the elements, you know, land, sea, and sky. The body being the land, our tears and sadness being the sea, and the wailing and keening being the sky. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But if you can think of it, it seems like it's a point of reference that that's a that's like the lineage of of how things happen. It's not it's not foreign thinking. You just kind of move from one to the other to the other. And I mean, I know we're we're we tend to be more intellectual when we're talking about these things and when we're discussing them. Uh, but if you dissect it, that would make perfect sense, you know, in terms of that. So it's interesting you mentioned, you know, the, the, the that story because one of the things I kind of found strange is that she's a teacher of martial arts and patron of warfare. Right. And the Briggs or the Briga are her soldiers mm-hmm. and, you know, brigades or, uh, you know, the, the, the outlaws. And so we're sitting there going, wow, that, and we talked about Kali and the, the thugs or the thuggy, and we mm-hmm. know about the Arabian assassins. So it's kind of interesting that she 
has that side. Yeah. Yeah, and one of, you know, the the three faces of her in one of the uh, versions of how they've broken up those three faces is she's mm-hmm. Bridget of the cow, the cowless. And uh, the cowless would have been soldiers because mm-hmm. soldiers didn't, they didn't have their own lands. They didn't have, they weren't farmers. They were soldiers and they traveled to where battle was happening. So they right. were cowless. And when battle wasn't happening, they would be, you know, they'd go and work the farm or they'd go into town and do whatever it was that they could. But she mm-hmm. specifically uh, was known as a guardian of the cowless, which relates mm-hmm. to that battle energy again, you know, because soldiers aren't always soldiers. They have to do something else when there isn't a battle happening. Right, right. Yeah. And so there, so it's like soldiers, which again is the death side, and then you've got the healing side, which is childbirth and the healing arts and the medicinal mm-hmm. aspect of it. So she she actually holds both both faces and both doorway the doorway to both of those areas or the door yeah. between the two. Yeah. Right. I actually find her because I have worked with her for a long time, um I find her to be more of the transformer, you know. She definitely holds the healing energy and there's a creative aspect to her. But in all of those faces she mm-hmm. is tr- helping with the transition. You know, even with the poetry, she's offering a transition from something into beauty or from something into being thought-provoked or whatever. And the midwife clearly, you know, she holds the gateway between life and death. And that, and the, the you know, she's making changes. She's beating mm-hmm. something against the forge and making it change. And so I've always found her to be the transformer, the one that, and, and maybe your transformation is getting the shit beaten out of you, or maybe your transformation <laughs> is, is having your voice heard. Right, um, right. But she's, she's good at all the things. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend her. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it, it kind of will probably, you know, pick up some of the, the different, um, I don't want to call it symbols, but um, attributes of items and uh, some things after the break. But, you know, this is a goddess that is totally, I mean, they call her the bright goddess of becoming. And you think about it, mm-hmm. isn't that what it's all, it's the all, as you say, the transitions, the transformations. Um, it's a, a goddess of movement, a lot of movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. But, um, there. Do we want a break? I don't know what our time is. I haven't even looked yeah. at the clock. <laughs> yeah, no, we're right. We're right at about break time. So let's do that real okay. quick. We'll okay. we'll be back in a minute. In a moment. Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie. Sundays, 3 to 
The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain. Tuesdays, 5 to 6. Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse. Fridays, 4 to 5. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay. Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific. Add three hours for Eastern. Sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California and online at luckymojo.com. I feel like we're and back we're in such a short time. Yes. <laughs> yes. So one of the things, and this is something that I know you're going to run with, um, she, you know, all the wells that are sacred to Bridget, mm. all throughout Britain, yeah. the British Isles, and all the yeah. names that basically partake of that. So go for it. I think that's a lot to be discussed. Yeah, I think, well, wells are sacred space, right? So, you know, uh, there are a lot of different wells across the UK, and, and the what would have been considered Britain at one point, or Brittany, right? We're also talking about the coast of France. These are all places where um, there's evidence of worship of Bridget. Um, there's even a town near Glastonbury called Wells, and there's so many <laughs> wells and natural springs. And, and just, I mean, just thinking about, I'm sure anyone who's listening, you can imagine finding a place on the land where there is bubbling water coming out of the ground. It's not a river. It's not a lake. It's not a stream. It's a, it's a, a natural aquifer. And the water is safe to drink and fresh. And, uh, you know, this, this would have been a, an amazing sacred place. Uh, and you find these all over um, Brittany and the British Isles and Ireland. And many uh-huh. of these places have had actual wells built around them. You know, that's what modern people do. We block off the areas that we want to preserve. And, um, but there are all, many of them are named after her. Uh, many of them carry in some way, shape, or form an obvious connection to her, usually by the name, but, you know, whatever. And sometimes we'll even find places where they've been um, decorated for her, where they, they tie garlands. Still, like this is a, a modern day practice. Uh, you'll find garlands tied or gifts left or, um, um, oh, my brain is not working. Clooties, um, trees nearby where there, where cloths are tied for blessings. And so, you know, it's, it's natural places in the land, just like we were saying earlier in the show, that mm-hmm. have a connection to her. Right. Right. And, it's interesting because um, obviously, the, you know, you mentioned it there. It's a portal. Wells are portals, to the, you know, but, you know, yeah. go to the underworld. And they talked in one of the, the little blurbs that it was, I was reading, it, it says it fills the lower part of her astral body. And I thought, God, how sensual that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Not, not yeah. But it's very Absolutely. much that. And uh, it's, Again, we have all these these references to both the lower part, meaning going underneath, below, and also above. And the land has the below and the above as well, the mountains as well as the the underground caves and wells and things like that. So yeah, yeah, very very exciting. And obviously, um, the shamrock 
very much Irish, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, you know, the three-leaf clover. It's, uh, you know, the aspect of the three bridges and, you know, the three, the triple um, aspects, as well as the fact that it's green, you know. Like, right. But um, I found that, you know, I kept thinking, well, we always talk about four-leaf clovers, and, you know, the fours go back to, you know, four elements, and I think becomes more of a masculine process as opposed to a feminine process. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else that we can attribute in terms of things that are kind of symbolic of her? Uh, I'm sure there are. (laughs) 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 Um, Well, many modern pagan traditions make corn dollies or make the um, the bridged bed right and that we put our we ask for blessings and we put the the corn dolly that we may have made back at Lamas or Lunasa goes mm-hmm. into the bride's bed on in bulk and that's connected to Bridget to Bridget um, often bringing in reeds uh, or rushes or or what have you and making an, a, a dolly out of reeds or rushes or making a Bridget's cross, which is more of a modern um, uh, Christianized thing to do. But Bridget's crosses you see everywhere in Ireland. And um, I have one tattooed on my wrist. I mean, they're, they're everywhere. <laughs> I see mm-hmm. one all the time. <laughs> well, uh, I know they, but yeah, go ahead, dear. Oh, um, but it's it, making the the Bridget's cross is a pr- pretty traditional thing to also do on in bulk as an offering mm-hmm. to Bridget. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know they called it. It's funny because, um, and I know that that tattoo. I've seen it. Uh, but as far as it's the eye, it's it's another version of this, the the um, the sacred eye that is of uh, you know the eye of Bridget or the the protection. And going back to the mm-hmm. symbology of the anti-evil eye and all that, and I kind of feel kind of good because we've spent a lot of time, you and I, obviously, getting to know the hoodoo tradition and, and working with these other areas. And, you know, it's always talked about that that particular thing is always put in terms of the hand of Fatima and, you know, the, the, the different aspects of where it comes from. And when I read this, I'm going, yes. And the Celts have one too, so right. I, was, I was a little kind of tacky about the process when I was reading it, but that's okay. <laughs> so, but um, and I think Rowan is a tree that is, you know, um, stood for magic and you know the the concept of the the uh, sacred to Bridget and the and the the aspect of breaking, you know, the uh, the evil. Uh, energies, you know, evil enchantment. So right. they they tend to say that's the the uh, you know the, the uh, part of the tree aspect to her is that. So it's not just she gets a little clover leaf; she gets a tree. Right. Yeah, and there are stories, um, you know, more from the Christian perspective of. Um, one of the areas that was sacred to the goddess, Bridget, had oak trees. 
And when the Christians came, they decided to turn this exact spot into a church, of course, because that's what people do. They they build the new sacred site on top of the old sacred site. Um, of course. And uh, during the time where this, I mean, and this is actually true. There was a sacred site to Bridget. This isn't just a mythological story. And they did build a, a monastery on this site. And it continued for many years to be a place of learning where um, monks and, and, and uh, scholars in, the, in Christianity were sent to this part of Ireland to study and write other culture stories down. <laughs> like uh-huh. uh, and one of the stories of the St. Bridget is going to Kildare, where is, it's the sacred area for Bridget. And she goes and, and she wants to build a, a monastery for the, the, the women folk, a nunnery or whatever. And they're like, okay, well, you know, you, we can't really give you any land. And she's like, well, how about whatever, when I lay down my cloak, whatever my cloak covers, you'll give me that land. And they're like, okay, weirdo, we'll do that. You can have whatever land your little cloak lands on. And so she begins to unfold her cloak and it just keeps going and going and going and going. And she ends up having these acres of land. And that's considered one of the um, miracles of St. Bridget. Ah. And that part of Ireland is still where it's Kildare. It's still where her flame is burning and, um, mm-hmm. Where people, you know, still go on pilgrimage to to connect with her. Right, right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there is, and you know, that is also part of the magic cloak, which you kind of mm-hmm. think about in other other more recent uh, uses of the concept of the cloak. You know, in terms of that. But that's also, I think, why didn't isn't that why her green cloak is why it became the Emerald Isle yeah. in Ireland? So. Right, right, and it's considered good luck to if you have a cloak, you know, because all us witches have cloaks that you you lay it out on the in bulk ease, and mm-hmm. that Bridget will bless it as she mm-hmm. um, rides through the sky or whatever it is she's supposed to do. But Bridget will bless it. Uh, on right. a morning and so it's traditional to leave your cloak outside so you know if you're listening to the show before Embolk, which is just next week yes. leave your cloak out in the in the grass and get Bridget's blessing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, you know there's so many different things that I think cross over and you, you kind of catch um, I know that one of the little things they talked about was um, the animals that she had basically there was a poem and it was about the three there were three animals that were part of her um, I don't even want to say totems but they were they were part of her energy and she you know they were like they worked with her and and they had mm-hmm. the two royal oxen and then again we're gonna we're gonna totally butcher it it's Fay Fen Fay and Men and that's mm-hmm. Fay and then M-E-N-N, and the king mm-hmm. of um, boars, Trios. And, of course, this one I love because, it's like, if you're going to think of cribbage, it's crib, king of the rams, and they called them withers. And I'm like, okay, which I'm sure <laughs> anyone wants to know about the, the um, football team, the rams, they're withers. They're actually not rams. They're withers. Yeah, well, that doesn't sound as cool. 
No, it doesn't. So, so <laughs> rather profoundly masculine. You're withers. Like what? <laughs> but um, it, was, it was, you know, the poems and the poetry of what she, you know, her miracles. And, and I don't even want to call them miracles because that tends to go to the Christian version. But there are a lot of those that have come down. And you know that though they're part of what they've talked about St. Bridget, they're actually really the goddess Bridget. They just have, right. again, I'm going to cloak them in that particular way of talking. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So she's, but she's, she's a very um, intriguing. It's interesting because um, a very, very, very dear longtime friend, um, uh, my family and, and myself, uh, gave me for my birthday this year, and I found it fascinating in retrospect, uh, a medallion of Bridget. Mm-hmm. And because nice. I'm sure you have one, and I'm like looking at it going, no, actually, I don't. And then we talked about Kaliak, and I think I mentioned on that show that it may be time for me to start doing and working with Bridget, and you were talking about right. maybe it's time for you to, to work with Kaliak. It's kind of a yeah, right. flip side here. Right. So, yeah, so here we are talking about Bridget. Yeah, yeah that's funny. Yeah. Shoot, so, I was just going to say something, and now I can't remember what it was. Oh, dear. I come back took to the me. energy right out and threw it away. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> no, I got distracted <laughs> by the Kaliak. Yeah, well... Well, it's what were we t- we were talking about animals. We were talking about oh, yeah. Let's see, that might be it. Well, that well, it's one way to start. Um, one of the other, I mean, you mentioned the ram, but it's also the sheep and the and the um, the the lamb, ram and lamb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but ram and uh, lamb, lamb. Right. This is the time of the year when the lambs were born. At right. least in the British Isles, so it, you know, and uh, so she's also connected to lambs, and be, obviously when baby lambs are born, sheep start producing milk, and so she also has a connection to milk, um, mm-hmm. and you know that all makes some logical sense. There's actually in Glastonbury there is the the last remnants on top of of the tour of St Michael's Tower, which was once a church, but there's only a tower left, and on one of the sides of the tower is a, a carving in the stone of Bridget with a with a U. Uh, oh, wow. With a lamb. Yeah, okay. it's pretty neat. But see you see you see her everywhere. And that was on a church, right? So right. Um, <laughs> she she just she shows up everywhere. Mhm. Mhm. And that uh she has she you know again we've talked about this 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 particular show. She was not um, eradicated. She couldn't be, so they had to keep right. finding, you know, ways to, you know, because nobody was going to let her get eradicated. So, you know, the church had to come up with some right. pretty interesting ways to do it, including stories of Saint Bridget and Saint Patrick. And, you know, I mean, this is a this is Saint Bridget actually could appoint um, archbishops in in in. Uh, Kildare area, so I was kind of you know like they attributed that she had the right to yeah. do that as part of her duties. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, and I remembered 
What I was gonna say. Yeah. Okay. Um, she she's a solar goddess, so she's connected to the sun. And we often think of goddesses as connected to the moon, but in this right. system, she's a solar goddess. And there there are all of these different stories about um, the magic of the sun and sunbeams, and how she was born with um, a flaming head and fire, and and the sunbeams hit her as soon as she was born and. Um, when specific sunbeams hit cloaks and magical things happened. And so it's just an interesting spin as well because she's land, sea, and sky and related to the sun. So it's a very different energetic than you often get with goddesses who are more, uh, you know, the sun and all, the, and, and all of her faces, the midwife, the healer, the poet, the blacksmith, these are all active energies there isn't anything mm-hmm. passive in any of these energies and uh, we, we don't often attribute all of these active um, energetics to to female deities mm-hmm. it's often more of the male where the, the female is more receptive more passive and more lunar uh, so right. we have a very different focus with this goddess mm-hmm. well, she definitely has um an it's interesting because they were talking, and there was one that was trying to divide things into a little bit more um, academic way of talking about her and saying, well, you know, there are two cultures and they, you know, in the in the Isles and the Celtic uh, set up, and they had the division of the two, and then they kind of went to her this as a deity. She is both the unity and the aspect of specialization, which in its right means that she is both the masculine and the feminine. Right. Which I thought you were just saying that in a different way, and I'm like, oh, look, that's what they said, and I had written it down. How nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, and a lot of, uh, she, a lot of things we find, I think, when um, the British Isles, held out their their gods and their goddesses. They didn't allow them to be um, lessened. They turned them into heroes and heroines, which I think Mm -hmm. is fabulous. And didn't let them slide away. So, but, um, and and you were talking about the sun and the the sunbeams, and it's funny because I was looking down and I was going, Wow, it talks about, you know, the way the water, you know, hit the, the light hits the water and the, the energy of what they call the night sun, which I thought was an interesting mm-hmm. term for yeah. um, that particular aspect of um, the light and the water and those little sparklies that we see when we see water go sparkle. So, yeah. So... Is there anything that we have not dallied with with regards to her? Do you have anything in your notes? I don't think so. Let me look through my notes. I mean, I think <laughs> we've gone through. Oh, there's one other story. So, uh, and this is connected. It says the goddess Bridget, but this is clearly a St. Bridget story because it's about uh-huh. lepers and lepers are very Christian. <laughs> yes, they are. Definitely. <laughs> that sound like how it came out, but it's funny. Um, so at, at the sacred well in Kildare, 
there, this was a center of healing, right? So these two lepers come to the center in Kildare, and they ask to be healed. And she said, okay, well, the two of you need to get into the waters and bathe each other. And as you bathe each other, you will be healed. And uh, the first one was like, okay, great, I got it. And he start, his skin starts to heal, and he's clearing up. But the second one is totally disgusted and, by, and won't touch the other leper. He's completely revulsed by it. And this makes Bridget very angry. And there are actually many stories where Bridget gets pissed off and shuts someone down. So mm-hmm. she says, all right, well, guess what, buddy? Since you are unwilling to help a, a fellow sufferer out, you're going to get to keep your leprosy. And she puts her cloak on the other leper, and he's instantly healed. Wow. So this is a this is a story of her saying you don't get anything for free and you're uh-huh. we all are in this together, you know? And if you're unwilling to help a fellow sufferer, you won't get the help yourself. Wow. Wow. And I think that I think that's also a very masculine reference point, you know, it's it's taking the authority rather than being, oh, yes, we'll heal you, no problem, whatever. Right. That kind of thing. Yeah. So, well, she definitely, you know, got my attention, let's just put it that way, in terms of <laughs> the circumstances here, and I find it, you know, rather poignant that it is, and here you're going to laugh because this is going to be um, – when Matt and I got married, we got married on February second. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> so I kind of, I kind of look at this as going, wow, um, February second. And at the time, I was joking about Groundhog Day, and that was our mascot for our marriage. And you know, we have a little groundhog, and that was fine. Um, but now I'm looking at it in a different way and seeing it with Saint Bridget or the Bridget Goddess Bridget, Bridget, and I'm like, wow, there was a lot more going on than I realized just because we picked that day. And of course, sure. um, the next day was Super Bowl, so obviously marriage was fine, but then it had to go to Super Bowl. The <laughs> <laughs> so, male point of reference of watching people run around with a little oblong bowl. Ball. That's funny. So, yeah, but I, I'm really intrigued now. It's calling, so it's calling in a different way, which I'm gonna have mm-hmm. to follow. Yeah. Nice. So, but I think we're almost at our time, and yeah, I'm looking, I actually did look up at the clock only because my grandmother clock tends to run fast because when it's hot, it changes the way the clock mechanism works. And I learned this from the guy who fixed it and cleaned it and everything. And so I'm constantly having to adjust the little pendulum and all. And it already rang, and I'm going, no, it's not it's not our time. And so I looked up at the clock, and I went, oh, we have a few minutes. So, um, yeah, we're just about there. We're just about there. So, yes, next week we are doing a, uh, a rebroadcast of our email um, show. And we do have Ask the Witch the following week on the 8th. So right. we do have that. And then you're going to be off and away playing at PECON. Yes. And we're doing a rebroadcast that Friday of the show that we actually did when we did go down there and do a right. show. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, so if you are interested in having us talk about a subject that you're curious about, if you've got questions about witchcraft or paganism or anything related to this woo stuff we do, um, send us an email. And if you go to witchpriestesscauldron.com, you'll find our page where you can submit your question, and we'll talk about it in the next couple of weeks. Truly, truly. And yeah. we will have a lot of fun doing so. Yeah. <laughs> yes, in the sense that we always love the input and what we get, and it helps, you know, see how we can make it more involved with what you we've already thrown out there and what you're looking at and kind of yeah. move the two Absolutely. together like chess games. Okay. Yep. So, yep. all right. So anything all else right. you want to say before our goodbyes? Hail Bridget. Hail Bridget. <laughs> all right. Well, all take care, and um, we will see you alive in a couple of weeks, but enjoy our uh, emo uh show next week. Yes. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be. is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void or prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus if you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.